Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm your host, Marla Goldberg, and I am so excited about today's guest, Suzanne Giesman. And I said that correctly? You did, yes. Good, excellent. I was just so worried about that. So Suzanne is a messenger of hope who shares the awakened way, a path to knowing who you are and why you're here. Whether her in her books, recordings, her classes, workshops, her weekly radio show, or her one-on-one sessions, Suzanne provides stunning evidence of life after death. She is a former U.S. Navy commander who has served as commanding officer and as the aide to chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Suzanne's gift of communication with those both on the other side has been recognized as highly credible by noted afterlife researchers. She brings messages of hope, healing, and love that go straight to the heart. Welcome, Suzanne. Thanks, Marla, and welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I'm so happy to have you here. What a difference from being so like a left brain kind of occupation to something that is so right brain. How did you move into mediumship from being a commanding officer in the Navy? Well, that is a big switch. And let me tell you that I had no idea back then that I would be doing this now. As I, as I hear that biography read, every time I hear it now, that feels like another world. And yet I can slip back into that mode in an instant and go into commander mode if needed. But I much prefer um, my life now, the way I, I live my life with peace and, and helping others in a different way. But uh, I had no idea that I had any abilities to connect with the other side, but after my stepdaughter passed and I went looking for answers and to see if I could connect with her personally, I discovered, yes, I could do that. And so can everybody else with certain tools. And I've just dedicated my life since then, 2006, to opening up this connection and finding out how it works, why it works. But ultimately, that's led to understanding so much more than just the connection. It's all about who we are and why we're here. And, and that's what the awakened way that you mentioned in biography is about. So I'm, it's so much more than mediumship. And yet mediumship is the stepping stone to the greater reality. Well, it's a lifestyle I mean, because it's something that, yes, you can turn off, but it's always with you. Thank goodness, because uh, you look at people who don't know there's a greater reality and they really suffer. And yes, yeah, when you when you meld what we know into the lifestyle, then life is wondrous and joyous. It is. And it, it brings more more curiosity to one. Would you oh, agree? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And it's that curiosity that can lead you to such wondrous, miraculous experiences that are the norm for, for I'm sure, for you and for me and can be for anybody. But if you just believe there's nothing more and you wall off that belief system, then the curiosity is not there and right. you get nothing. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. And, 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 you know, I just had a conversation recently with somebody who said that they were afraid of dying. Oh. And, and I said, there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, I used to have that fear as well. I mean, before I stepped into my shoes that I wear today. And, you know, you find that there's a comfort in knowing what's on the other side because it's peaceful and beautiful. And I would venture to guess as an evidential medium that you um, find that from the people you connect with on the other side, that they share that with you. Everyone. Yes, everyone. It's, it's such a loving environment that we go to, but the whole path leads you to understand that you can bring heaven here, that you can find that loving environment here. Not, not any way comparable in scale to the love that encounters us when we cross, as I've come to know. And I have been able to experience just a bit of that in meditation, more love than we experience here. And all of us can do that, but it is incredibly comforting. And you're right, just completely takes away the fear of death. 
I, I so agree. And so as an evidential medium, let's explain, first of all, what is an evidential medium? And how is that different from being a physical medium or... I, I know there's another one, and it's escaping me. I think mental medium. Mental medium, yeah. Okay. Uh, mental mediumship is what I do. Phys- well, I do trance mediumship as well, channeling. But uh, physical mediums bring in physical manifestations of spirit. But uh, evidential mediumship is when you are not satisfied as a medium unless you receive and discern from the spirits you connect with verifiable information about their life that you don't know, that leave no doubt in the sitter's mind, the client's mind, the receiver's mind, that that's my loved one because nobody could have known that. That is opposed to beautiful messages that are meaningful but could apply to anyone. So the, what we, we aim for those beautiful messages They may be generic or they may be specific. The messages are what it's all about, but the evidence supports those messages and lets the recipient know it's coming straight from their loved one. So can you share, I know this might be a little early in the interview, but I'd love to hear some of the interesting uh, evidences you've received from some of the spirits on the other side. Every time I do a reading, they tell me how they passed and they show me what kind of work they did in many cases. It's very important for me to clearly discern their personality. Then they'll talk about things going on in their loved one's life. Now, I just shared in a class I'm teaching online yesterday, uh, an excerpt from a reading, a video of the reading, where I said, your your husband's showing me this this ring that I have now, and it's literally a great big rock. And I know we talk about a diamond being a rock, but Mm -hmm. I I was about to say, this isn't a diamond because he's talking about a ring you have. And she holds up on camera her her hand with this giant ring literally it covered that much of her finger and it was a rock and we just i even watching the video on class in class yesterday even though i've seen it when editing it putting it together i was there when the husband showed it to me i just burst out laughing because you can't deny things like that you can't deny those things it's so amazing so a question that i had received was can you do you remember, and I, I mean, from what you're talking about, you do, what goes on with the people that you experience life with when you're on the other side? Not just your loved ones, but I think the memory of the whole life. You mean with from you. the spirit's perspective, do they remember yes. their life? Yes. Oh, every bit of it, but it's not, it's not even necessary to remember it. They, they're here still participating with us, looking in on us, traveling around. So life really does go on. The, and the things that you didn't get to do, you can create that experience across the veil much more easily than we do here. But the, the beautiful part about when the spirits show me things going on now like you just renovated your house, your, your loved one is telling me, or they're telling me that you just ate popcorn and a woman goes, oh my God, I, I was rushing for this reading and I didn't have time for lunch and I just grabbed a handful of popcorn. Well, yeah, I got the goosebumps, you know, because, <laughs> because they really are part of our lives. And while that doesn't erase the grief, it it's so comforting to know they are still part of our lives and we absolutely will see them again face-to-face, soul-to-soul at some time in the future. I think it's amazing. I just read this book, The Definitive Life of the Af- the Definitive Book of the Afterlife, and they're talking about how people can plan their meeting on the other side when everybody's deceased. So, for example, my husband and I could say, oh, let's meet at the beach at Tilton Head. And so we could, you know, when we're both on the other side – Find Hilton Head and meet on that beach or find that special place. Yes, it's a much less limited reality in the non-physical world, without a doubt. Which is amazing. So let's talk about guides and guardians and how they're different than just those who have transitioned on the other side. Because many of our our guides could be from the other side. But then we have angelic guides as well, correct? Yes, there we're part of a limitless field of possible realities. There are many more than just the non-physical reality that is uh, co-joined with our physical reality. And so 
think of it all as like one, let's say there's like one big field of being like a body and there are different systems and subsets, but all one body. So this physical world and our non-physical world are over here in one subset. And then there are other realities, but there are realities that support our whole physical and non-physical reality. And that would be the angelic realm that's kind of assigned to help us here, whether we're in physical form or not. And so guides in many cases have had life in physical form. Their soul had achieved such a, such a fulfilling experience that they've realized their wholeness. There's no really re- reason to go back and have another physical incarnation. So they're going to use what they learned in multiple incarnations to help some of us who are still here. And they volunteer to be guides, which I understand from them is uh, jokingly not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Now, sometimes I'm sure it's like herding cats to them. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, while they don't experience frustration in the human sense, they know they can help us, but the humans not realizing they have guides don't ask. And so here's one great piece of advice for everybody. Please ask your guides for help. You're not alone. There's no need to suffer in silence. And that is what prayer is, isn't it? Asking for help from something outside yourself. And that's when the miracles start. You have to ask. It's so true. And you don't even have to know who their name. You can just say, I need help. Help me. And they won't be able to do it. From what I understand, they don't have the free will. So they won't be able to do this uh, helping automatically for in the most part, for the majority. I'm sure there are some dire circumstances which they intervene in, which stories we've all heard. That's right. But, but it serves the greater good. Um, if I could just say that from my, the perspective my guides have given me, guides do have free will, but they can't interrupt ours. They can't interfere with our free will choices because that's how we learn the most. That's a great clarification. Thank you. And when you were talking about the subsets, so is a soul that's, you know, that's transition, can you go to, Pallades or some of the other planets out there and interact with the beings that are on those planets. As the expressions of consciousness that we are, as the points of light, the souls that we are now, we have the ability to travel in consciousness beyond this reality. So yes, there. if there is a reality called the Pleiades, what other, whatever other realities exist, through a shared consciousness, our consciousness as a unit of consciousness can visit those with a clear intention and a solid belief. Does it serve the greater good? Why do it? You will have much greater success if it serves your soul's growth here and now. So, yeah, it may be fun to travel around. That opens your mind to what's possible. But then let's apply that to how do we maximize, optimize our time here in a body? That's why we're here having this experience. And how do we optimize and maximize our time in the body? Oh, love with all your heart and soul. Learn what the definition of unconditional love is and apply it. Learn by trial and error. Don't aim for perfection. Aim for improvement because perfection is impossible in this world of duality. So don't be so hard on yourself and learn and grow in loving and shining your light from every opportunity, every moment. I love that. What a great message for everyone, especially in this time. It's easy when you see problems, which is a human point of view, as opportunities, which is the soul's point of view, and stop complaining about it and say, how can I turn this around and use it as a growth opportunity and maybe help somebody else in the meantime, because it's not all about us, the more we end up sharing love and helping others to raise the quality of their consciousness, then we're really on task. I love that. And it's so true. And a lot of people forget, you know, that we are collective. We are, you know, that we're many. We are really one. Yeah. And to be able to help somebody else, you know, it doesn't, it feels good for a reason. It feels right. good when you're able to help. Yeah, that's built into the, the 
the the system here it's it's the soul's gift that when we connect with another it feels so good it causes us to want to do it again and again there's a reason that pain is painful it nudges us back to soul awareness so pain may seem like um not a gift but it is i look at everything as a stepping stone to growth so when you go through these dark times it's so you can be appreciative of the light Yes. And the growth that you have along with this. So where am I? I'm losing my, the, um, you, what have you learned from your communication with spirit? And that's important for our lives today. In addition to what we've been sharing, that we're not alone. I could just, I always fall back on the awakened way, which is, a teaching that derived from a connection I had with a young man whose nickname was Wolf. The whole story, his message is in my book, Wolf's Message, which really turns people's lives around when they read it. But his message, which is now what I call the awakened way, boils down to three principles for living our life. And the first one is that you are the expression of one loving source now in a human body. So you are both human and what we call a soul. That's really important to understand that. And we, we talked about that already. But also, number two, you are part of one big connected web uniting all that is. And that's that lack of separation that we talked about. And the third one is that you find your way home. You bring heaven to earth through the heart. So that's the final piece that's missing in what we've talked about so far, that you can't find this greater reality through logic or thinking. Your heart already knows it exists. And that's that. That's the reason why people are tuning in now. There's this innate desire to know more about who we really are. And we're not fulfilled when we stay in the head and just think about it and focus on the human world. When we tune into what our heart knows, that longing for connection, that longing to, to love and be loved, then we open to new experiences and growth. I love, I, you know, when you're talking, I'm just feeling my heart. It just feels like it's expanding and getting warmer. Yeah. You know, as I'm taking in what you're saying. So, okay, The Awakened Path, where do we find it? Theawakenedway.org. The Awakened Way. It's, it's literally, it's, it's a separate page, like a subset on my website, SuzanneGeisman.com. But you can get directly to that page by typing in theawakenedway.org. Wonderful. We're going to go take a quick break. We'll be right back. And I want to talk to you more about your classes, what you're doing, what you've been up to and what's coming down the pike. So hang on. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f-ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If you've just tuned in, I'm with Suzanne Giesman, and Suzanne is a messenger of hope, and she shares the awakened way, a path to knowing who you are and why you're here. In Whether it's in her books, her readings, her classes and workshops, her weekly radio show, or her one-on-one sessions, Suzanne provides stunning evidence of life after death. She is a former U.S. Navy commander who served as a commanding officer and as an aide to the chairman of the chief, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Suzanne's gifts of communication with those on the other side has been recognized as highly credible by noted afterlife researchers. She brings messages of hope, healing, and love that go straight to the heart. And that is so true. You'll have, if you've missed the first segment, please watch it because this was pretty amazing. You can find Suzanne at Suzanne Giesman, but Giesman is spelled G-I-E-S-E-M-A-N-N. So check out her website and all she's doing. So welcome back, Suzanne. Thanks, We have a question. Um, Timothy says, I I find it hard to meditate. Is it necessary to meditate to be able to connect to the angelic realm? I would say it's not necessary, but for the mass of humanity, it is incredibly helpful because we're so focused on the external world and our minds are constantly active, especially the more we get into using our mobile devices and computers. So meditation is a practice in which we can train our minds to be still, in which we can train ourselves to know that there's a difference between focusing on a task at work and focusing on just being. And the more you can clear your mind of the clutter and shift your focus from the external world to the state of pure being, that's when you can connect with other levels of consciousness. But even more importantly, that's when you come to know, I am this awareness that's looking through all eyes, not just these eyes. That's huge. That's that is huge, and it for me it um, allows you to clear your mind and make space to receive the messages. Because sometimes our minds go so so much and they're so full, and you can't hear the messages. So when you get quiet and allow that that decompression time, and and you reach out to the universe, is when you will hear messages. And that Marla is how. And why I am a medium to this day, because when I wanted to connect with my stepdaughter, Susan, who had passed, that's how I started on this path. I knew I had to quiet my mind and try myself. So I began meditating every day in 2006. And soon in the silence, I began to hear intuitive messages, to receive insights, then to be able to pick up on other people's thoughts and soon to pick up on the thoughts of those in spirit. It's a journey. It's ongoing, that peeling away the layers of conditioned human being to realize we are pure being itself. And it's it's magical what comes through, through the practice of meditation. And you need to be patient with yourself. I think people expect, you know, they close their eyes and they go into this process and that immediately whisks them away. Some people are able to do that, but the majority of us Really, that's why it's called a practice because you need right. practice. Yeah, it was well over a year till I connected with my stepdaughter, and people they see me now, and it's just like like Tiger Woods. People see him and they think he was always been a superstar, but he had years and years and years of practicing, and I have now years and years and years of honing these abilities. So it's a matter of commitment and dedication to the spiritual path, if it's your calling to connect with spirits, that will absolutely reveal itself. But barring that, the miracles that happen to all of us in the silence and the greatest miracle of all coming to know I am this love that I've been seeking is the is well worth any effort that you put into it. I so agree. We do have a caller. We have Laura calling in from Utah. So, let's see if Hello. she's going. Hello, Laura. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thanks to both of you. Um, Suzanne, you're amazing. I've, I've started following you about six months ago. I'm learning so much every day. I'm glad. Um, and I want to say for, <laughs> yes, 
And for anybody that struggles with meditation, I did download the booklet that you give on your website, which is really, really helpful um, because I struggle with that. But the reason for my call is it's been interesting to kind of see around the world recently that that life after death and all of these, um, you know, knowledge about something beyond our human life seems to be really out into the mainstream consciousness now. I mean, there's a new Netflix series on TV, which is incredible. I'm wondering if you can shed any light on on what's happening with humanity right now. Um, Are we going through some sort of a shift or what do your guides tell you? Oh, without a doubt, is the consciousness as a whole is evolving and that's why we're here. So the more each individual turns up their light, literally, this turns up the light around our planet. We are one body of humanity and still a subset of a greater body of being. So we're going through this evolution where people are learning to care more about each other. And the more you do that, the more people tap into the greater reality. So the fear that was based on past belief systems, that it's somehow wrong to have adventures in consciousness or connect with those who have passed, is going away as more and more people are coming to see that this is healing, that this is helpful, that this brings more love into our world. So bring it on, huh? (laughs) Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks to you both. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate you calling in. Well, speaking of grief and healing, how does mediumship help with the grieving process and the healing process? Oh, my gosh. When our Susan died, you just feel it's the end of the world. And how can we never see her again? I mean, the, the, the challenge with death is it seems so final. We're going through that with my dog who passed three days ago, four days ago. Oh, it's sorry. so final. And that's the human viewpoint. And I would give anything to feel that beautiful body again, to hug my beautiful stepdaughter again. But we know that's an impossibility in the physical realm, but it's not an impossibility in the non-physical realm. Many of you listening who follow my work have felt the touch of your loved ones who have passed, have felt a hug or a hand on the shoulder or somebody pressing you. My husband felt Susan's fingers on his arms and turned him sideways. This tough Navy destroyer captain burst into tears because he could not deny she is still with us. So the healing that comes, that propels us on our path of grief, that yes, we still go through that process of grieving, but to know they're still part of our lives, that is is priceless as the commercial says and in fact I, I have a weekly radio show and for those listening to your podcast live today my guest is all about grief and healing from grief and how that helps so that's part of the path that you are and I are on isn't it Marla to it is help people find healing from knowing there's so much more healing growth and yes to know there's so much more so this begs to ask the question, does our soul know when our, I call it the expiration date, when oh. our coverage is up? Absolutely. I know that for a fact now. In fact, I have so many slides in the workshops. It comes up in so many workshops. The soul knows. And many people will share with you stories of how their loved ones somehow got through to them a message that they were going to pass soon, even if at the human level they didn't know it. And Wolf's Message, the book that we talked about, has the most stunning example I've ever heard of a soul that leaves no doubt, that gives proof. I don't care what any skeptic says, in that book is proof that the soul knows when its time is up. What about near-death experiences? Um, um, Someone said that we have like five times in our lifetime where we could exit out, but then there's the final expiration date. Um, how, do, how does that work with... I haven't heard that. And that is so human, isn't it? To want to quantify and have a limit. And I can hear my guides laughing right now. And they're saying, they forgive us for being human. Just <laughs> accept. Just ex- and so I really don't, I would not um, believe that statement so much. But who knows? Anything is possible. All I know is that, yes, and near-death experiences do back this up we do have what some people have called exit points. And so some people actually do have those experiences where they actually die and it is an exit point, but they're given a choice. 
you're going to stay here in the non-physical world or go back. And it's the ones who choose to come back that we hear about their stories through near-death experiences. Now, if I could very quickly, I know some people are listening and say, my loved one loved us so much, had so much to live for. Why didn't they come back then? Would they have made that choice? Please do not feel that at the human level, it was a choice made to hurt you. In many cases, the body is so badly damaged, it's impossible for them to come back, even if they wanted to. In other cases, it's so clear that the growth for loved ones still in physical form and the whole will be so great if they don't come back, they make that sacrifice knowing it will be painful for those left here. So we, it, it's always helpful to have both points of view. How does something affect you personally? But the big picture view really puts things into perspective. And then the ones that, that transition, they are there for your benefit. You know, you may not see them or hear them, but they're there trying to comfort you during your morning process. Would you they agree? Are. Oh, they are. There's no doubt about it. I, I have so many stories from across the veil of being at their own funerals and, and, and seeing the grief that their loved ones are going through. If we only knew, it would be comforting, but yet we still need to feel that grief. That's part of being human part of the reason we came here to feel the wholeness you see this symbol back here the yin and the yang is part of earthly life i love it and it's got hearts in it yes yeah, so i love the hearts of course <laughs> so then let's go into reincarnation and do we you know is there like a process where you know you're going to be there i'm going to talk human years like 10 years and then you reincarnate or how do you have an idea how that whole reincarnation process works? I do have an idea. And of course we can't prove any of this until we get on the other side and, and learn it personally. But the, there are so many ways to learn about reincarnation. One of them is through the massive research done by credible sources that we can read about and just know by the preponderance of the evidence that reincarnation is a reality. Those who I channel my my team of guides who we call Sanaya have, have convinced me when I wasn't convinced before that we do come back. What is the point of this life if we can't learn all the lessons in one time? And so we go round and round as a soul in different incarnations to work on different challenges, different opportunities. And because there is no time in the non-physical world, because it's a different rule set than this reality where time unfolds linearly for the cause and effect lessons that result from that, we can't put a time limit to how long. When the soul knows and makes that choice to come back and incarnate, that's just an event in the spirit world that would be different periods of time relative to that soul and its soul group still incarnated here. I have to add something that causes everybody to worry when we talk about reincarnation. And that is, if your loved one passes, they meld back into the soul that we always are. If that soul chooses to reincarnate again, they will do so. But your loved one is always an aspect of that soul and is there to greet you when you cross the veil even if another aspect of that light that is the soul has reincarnated. So don't worry about that. And our soul is able to be in more than one place at one time. I mean, we can split and, like you said, be with your loved one while living a different life. Oh, yes. One of my guides, my main mediumship guide now is my dear friend from physical form named Brenda, who passed in 2018. And she has visited many of our friends at the same time. So it's not just by locating, it's wherever you want to be because you are the light without a physical form, so less constrained than these heavy clunky bodies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about souls, younger souls opposed to older souls. You hear the phrase, you're an old soul or this one's a young soul. Can you explain what the difference is for our Absolutely. audience? Absolutely. And, and a young soul is one that just arose from the field of love to have an experience as a human. So they have not had many experiences and they're going to face great challenges and test themselves like 
every soul does, but they may not yet have had enough experiences in human form to realize who they are as a soul. The more times we go around and gain in quality of consciousness, our ability to love and care about each other, then that is displaying someone who has learned through trial and error multiple lifetimes. So sometimes we, t- we talk to children who passed early and their parents will say, oh, they were an old soul. You just knew it. There was something different about that child that they were wise beyond their years. They loved everybody, cared about everybody. And sometimes they didn't need to live what we consider a full life because their example that they left for us here is enough to impel us to love more just from that short period of time they were here. And it's so beautiful to think about that. So if your child, you know, transitions early, that you know that they have, they're just, you know, they've they've made their imprint on you in a positive, beautiful, loving way. And now it's time for them to go to their next, to the next level or their next um, experience. Yeah. Think bigger picture. Yeah. And remember, it's not a tragedy for those who cross the veil. We absolutely have in our belief system that it's a tragedy here if a child passes young. And I wouldn't argue that at all because we've been through it in our family. But that's why we're gifted on this awakened way path that I teach to know that we get to choose our point of view. Yeah, I can see it as a tragedy, and that's true. But I can also have big picture, and from my case, see the hundreds of thousands of people who have heard these messages of hope because of Susan's passing directly as a result of that. So bigger picture will help us heal every time. Wonderful. We've got a caller from Nebraska, but you know, we have to go on break. So let's keep her on hold for a minute. Go on break, and we'll be back to talk to Deb in Nebraska. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to evidential medium, Suzanne Giesman. And Suzanne is the messenger of hope. She shares the awakened way in her book, A Path to Knowing Who You Are and Why You're Here. Whether it's in her books, her recordings, classes, workshops, her weekly radio show, or her one-on-one sessions, Suzanne provides stunning evidence of life after death. She is a former U.S. Navy commander who served as a commanding officer and as an aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And Suzanne's gifts of communication with those on the other side has been recognized as highly credible by noted researchers of afterlife. 
She brings messages of hope, healing, and love. They go straight to the heart. And if you want to check out Suzanne's website, it's Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, Giesman, G-I-E-S-E-M-A-N-N.com. Welcome back, Suzanne. Thanks, Marla. And so we have our charity shout-out time. So charity shout-out, yours is HelpingParentsHeal.org. Let's talk about the charity and why it's so meaningful. Well, with my stepdaughter across the veil, I have a, a small taste of what biological parents go through when a child passes. And Helping Parents Heal is a support group, unlike others I've found, that encourages active conversations about the afterlife and the difference between their meetings filled with hope and signs from our kids who have passed versus those who meet simply to support each other, which is a wonderful thing, but to remain stuck in their grief is tremendous. So Helping Parents Heal has chapters all over the country and now around the world whose members vary in their place on the path, on the journey of recovery. Those who come in who are brand new, they have a child who just passed, just think they'll never find joy again. And at first, they're a little affronted when they see some of the members laughing and smiling. How can you be that way? Until by the end of the meeting, they understand why. Because those other members who are farther along in their journey know their kids are even in the meetings. And so it gives them hope from the very first meeting, someday I will smile again. And by gosh, they do. So helpingparentsheal.org is, is my favorite charity. I love that. So everybody out there, if this resonates with you, please go check out helpingparentsheal.org. See what you can do to support them through donation time, whatever it might be. Or maybe this is something that might really fit what you need in your life today. So please check them out. Thank you, Suzanne, for that. And we have been having Deb in Nebraska hanging on for us so patiently. <laughs> So let's welcome Deb in. Thank you. I have a question and a comment. Um, I lost my mother and father years ago, and over the last week, they would have each had a birthday, a heavenly birthday. So on the day of my mother's birthday, I was meditating, and I asked the universe to send two cardinals to my home, to you know, outside, so that I could see them in representation of my mother and my father. And within about 30 minutes, I am in my living room in my home, and I look out on the backyard, and a male cardinal comes flying in so fast he almost fell off the railing of the deck. (laughs) Within about three or four minutes, a female cardinal came in and landed right next to him, and they stood side by side, and it looked like they were almost kissing, like their beaks were touching. Beautiful. And I just got chills down my spine because... I thanked the universe for answering my prayer because I was trying to manifest these cardinals. And I've been meditating now for about a year. And I hear people say that when you meditate and you ask for signs or when you're trying to manifest something, and I wonder, do you, is it normal to get like a thought that comes into your mind during meditation? Or sometimes I notice on every day when I meditate, I might get an inch strong intuition about something several hours later about, you know, go displaced by a lottery ticket or do this or whatever. And I wondered uh, if you could expand on how that process works. Yes, that's, uh, I just love that you provided that perfect example of how the process works. There are many ways to get signs, but you just did it perfectly and know that our loved ones are especially close on those special dates like birthdays. And it's because we're thinking about them so much and they're thinking about us. So they drop in, but it's simply a matter of asking for signs and it doesn't have to be in meditation, but meditation is a great time to make that connection because it is focused intent during an expanded state of consciousness when you're not thinking about everything else. That's why it works so well. So the answers that you are asking for, the signs you're looking for may come right away or they may come later. But usually when you ask with that kind of focused intent, it happens beautifully like that. Now, please, I don't want everybody to get upset if they don't get their signs, but it happens more often than not. So you have to get in the habit of doing this regularly. I have uh, monthly monthly online webinars and every month I share those kinds of signs and teach people how to do it. So you're like 
prize pupil right there. <laughs> well, I, you know, a, several weeks ago I was meditating and I asked the universe to send me a blue butterfly that day as a sign that things are okay and, you know, everything. And six hours later I was at a doctor's office. I had to have a pre-op physical for a cataract surgery I was having uh, the next day. And I went down to the lab to draw blood with the nurse. And when she got done drawing my blood, I looked up on the wall and there was a 30 by 30 poster. And guess what was on the poster? I know it was a blue butterfly. Blue (laughs) butterfly. And I told the nurse this story and she said, oh my gosh, Deb, I just got chills on my spine. She goes, look on the other wall. Same poster, 30 by 30 blue butterfly. And now I notice blue butterflies everywhere. It's well, so crazy. If I could educate everybody that I know from my guides telling me this and having them enough experiences of it, the reason you asked for that sign is because your guides and loved ones in spirit knew you were going to be in that doctor's office and seeing those posters. They set you up for that beautiful moment. That's the web. So when we That's pause and say, I want a sign to be they know what is possible and put the specific sign that you think you asked for into your mind. That's beautiful. Last week I was at the dentist and I was telling my, the hygienist this story. She goes, Deb, get up. I want to show you something in our hallway. Three posters, 20 by 20, with hundreds of blue butterflies on each poster. I snapped a picture of it with my cell phone to show my family because I'm like, oh, my gosh, these blue butterflies are everywhere. And you're right, Suzanne, and that makes my heart feel so happy to know that, you know. And there's also a feeling that when I ask for these things, I have this, I guess I'd call it a knowing in my heart that it's going to happen. I don't doubt it. I just know it's going to come. I'm glad you noticed that because that's part of that intuitive knowing that we can develop through meditation. It's a sense of knowing and there's days I ask and it doesn't happen. But on the days that it does, I have this knowing that it is indeed going to happen. So thank you. You're such an inspiration, all of you, to my journey in this spiritual path. So I just want to say thank you. You're most welcome. And thank you, Deb, for tuning in and being a part of the show. We appreciate you. So let's, I have one quick question. What's going on? What kind of classes do you have coming up? Workshops? What should we talk about? You know, Marla, there's never a time that I don't have a class or workshop coming up. (laughs) And happily, I have online uh, workshops and classes that people can take on demand. So uh, I'm so grateful to my assistant, Bev, for making my website so navigable and easy to find all the many things, including a lot of gifts like that meditation book that somebody talked about. I am so excited that I have a new series with the Hemisync Audible Tones for Meditation that this is the first time I'm announcing it. We have a new release coming out January 23rd, and it's all about tools for awakening. The first release is called Getting to Know Your True Self. And so I'd love if people go to my website and sign up for my email notifications, join my newsletter, because then you'll be the first one to know about that kind of thing, like new releases, workshops coming up. And so right at the bottom of the homepage, also on the contact page there, and also on the gifts page is a form to fill out to join my newsletter, as well as the daily way messages. I get Beautiful, short messages from my guides every day. I have gotten them for 10 years. And you know, Marla, we are just under now 10,000 people get those Daily Way messages every day. And so many each day say, this one was just for me. I think in in this world of getting so many emails, to have that many people ask to get a daily email speaks highly for the energy and the wisdom that comes from those gifts from the guides. What a, what a gift for everyone. Yeah. I mean, so how fabulous. Yeah, dailyway.org is where you read those messages and can sign up to get them by email. So thank you for letting me share that. 
My absolute pleasure. Well, Suzanne, I'm sorry to say our time is up, but I have enjoyed it. (laughs) It was so fast. And I know there's so much more to talk about, but I'm so grateful for the time you've given us today and all the great information. And I know that it is going to open people's belief systems because they're hearing it in a very concrete way. There's no, you know, it's what I've noticed is that this is very firm messaging. And so, you know, there's no wiggle room here. It is defined. It is truth. It is absolute truth. And thank you for the opportunity to share it with people because belief and belief in a greater reality and your role in it is the absolute first key to connecting with the web. It's so true. And so I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here. So grateful. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for all you do to get my show up and running. Bridget, thank you. You're my right hand, my left hand. So grateful for you each and every day. And I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking the time out of your day, out of your life to participate in this podcast. My hope, wish, desire is that you receive some really wonderful information that you can incorporate into your day, into your life to help your life be the divine life you're meant to live. And before I leave, I just want to make two mentions. Number one, please check out my page on Facebook, Marla Goldberg Energy Healer. I am leading a guided visualization for 2021 on Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So check that out. Sign up for it. Uh, After the event is over, you will receive a link so you can always go back and change your what you what you intend in their visualization. And the second thing is, I want to remind you to please wear your masks. It's still going around. Let's be considerate of others by wearing our masks, keeping our hands as sanitized as possible, and keeping our space. You don't know what anybody is dealing with, and I know none of you would want to be contaminated or contaminate somebody else unknowingly. So please be considerate of others. And as always, I leave you by saying thank you for being a part of today. I send you love. I send you blessings. I send you gratitude. You are so loved and I am so appreciative of you being in my life. Thank you so much. Stay well. 